Last week, Lindsay Lohan got over 1.8 million likes on Instagram when she announced she's having a baby, more than any of her previous posts. The highest paid celebrity baby photos were $14 million for Angelina and Brad's twin babies in 2008. Then Naomi Campbell shocked the world when she announced she's having a baby via surrogate at age 50. But why are we so obsessed with pregnancies and babies? From fake bump accusations to royal bump watch and shocking pregnancy reveals such as Rihanna's Super Bowl performance, it seems that we have an unending fascination for celebrity fertility. So where does this fascination come from and what message is it sending to everyday women? First things first, we're now um, recording episode six, I believe, Sarah of our podcast. We are. Can you believe it? I know. We have been really going for it. And we just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's listening and following us and has supported us. Yeah. Yeah. We're just a small team. It's just Sarah and I and um, Emily obviously producing it. But we put a lot of work into it, into reviewing the comments and putting it together. And it means the world to us that you've rated and reviewed and shared the podcast. But like we have to do the obligatory marketing message, don't we, Sarah? My my least favorite thing. But yes, <laughs> we do. And, you know, I think the focus we've said we probably do more on Instagram because we feel that's like we can create a little bit of a community there. And our handle is at S2TC podcast. Yeah, so we do a little bit of activity there. Yeah. I'm a bit rubbish at Twitter. I used to be good at it 10 years ago, but we're doing a little bit there. So basically follow us there, like and share our podcast and um, and, and please, yeah, we, we, we really appreciate it. Okay, so let's get into our episode today. So you kick it off for us, Sarah. So one of the biggest stories of 2023 so far was Rihanna revealing her pregnancy at the Super Bowl halftime show. And um, I'm pretty sure you saw that, right, Lisa? I sort of think I woke up really early that day to watch it, just the clips, just to see Rihanna. And there's some brilliant comedy around it, wasn't it? Like, who interrupted Rihanna performing with a Super Bowl? <laughs> that was great to read. Um, but yeah, I did. So yeah, I saw her. She had the red boiler suit on. Um, but I did think, oh, why is she so covered up? And I mean, I'm not saying she shouldn't be. But I was a bit shocked when I found out that, you know, she's only just had a baby and now she is pregnant again. Um, and that was the big reveal. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised myself because there weren't any hints or uh, speculations like there often are about um, big name pregnancies. Considering how famous she is, I don't know how she managed to keep it secret for so long. And even I, I read that um, her backing dancers didn't even know in rehearsals. They only found out on the day as well because she was she was deliberately wearing yeah. very baggy clothes. So she really kept that under lock and key. So it had the maximum impact when they did reveal it. You're absolutely right. And I know it turned everyone into a frenzy. And, and then there's this tweet. Um, Rihanna's Super Bowl performance while pregnant is a powerful example of how women can be brave. By showcasing her talent and strength on one of the biggest stages in the world, she has demonstrated that pregnancy is not a barrier to success or the pursuit of one's dreams. And it actually even broke Twitter. Um, you know, minutes after the end of her set, there was a huge spike in reported outages in Twitter. You know, probably Elon Musk was then plugging everything away in the background. <laughs> That's a funny image. <laughs> but it was just to show the volume of posts that was were going out. You know, someone said on Twitter, did Rihanna's perfect performance overwhelm Twitter? All I'm seeing are tweets are not loading right now at her messages. And then another lady said, I genuinely think Rihanna crashed Twitter. Well, I mean, this isn't the first time pregnancy reveal has caused such a Twitter sensation. Um, I read that Beyonce announced, when she announced her pregnancy at the MTV Awards oh, yeah. in 2011, it actually prompted a frenzy of 8,868 tweets per second 
which was a new Twitter record at the time. And it was huge at the time. I sort of remember it. Yeah, I do. I do. But what's interesting is that some people were still criticizing Rihanna's performance for not being active enough. For example, in the Daily Mail, someone put, uh, lazy was the perfect word for it. She couldn't even be bothered to put her mic up to her mouth to lip sync properly. Her bizarre dancers gave more energy in this lackluster performance. And someone else chimed in with, who cares if she's pregnant or not? Why should that change your opinion of the performance? If she was that pregnant and couldn't completely perform, she should have passed on the show. But obviously, Mm. there were a lot of people who came to her defense. For example, um, there was a tweet by the writer Lovey Ajaya Jones. And what she said was, what I don't want to hear, and definitely not from any man, was that Rihanna didn't do enough during her Super Bowl performance. You'll get a cold and you'll think the bubonic plague got you. This woman is pregnant, performed in dance for 13 minutes while suspended in the air. Wow. She has a very, very valid point. And, you know, I also read another tweet that said, while I was pregnant with my second, I lay on the sofa and binge watched Jane the Virgin. Rihanna's performed at the Super Bowl and the Oscars within the same month. I mean, get it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, something we could only ever dream of. I mean, I don't think I can think of another performer who performed on Top no. of the Pops pregnant or any of those shows when we were growing up. It sort of started to come in the late, in the, in the yeah. 90s, I think. So, yeah, I can't really remember ever seeing people pregnant on television, especially not performing in pop shows. Maybe Victoria Peckham when she was first pregnant. Yeah, it's funny when I think about it because I remember just sort of watching period dramas growing up and you'd always have those awful scenes where a woman's giving birth and dying from childbirth it scared me to bits and it was all a bit mysterious to me and I still think in some way that children come from a stalk (laughs) (laughs) yeah I remember the stalk I don't think that's a thing anymore I remember seeing a lot of images of that um on congratulations cards but I think I I can't remember the last time I talked yeah the stalk has gone out of fashion we need to go back into the card shops and see as both Rihanna and Beyonce have shown um pregnancy reveals a really big news and in fact Mm -hmm. big money which is an important point. And there's a quote from Star Magazine's chief editorial director, Bonnie Fuller. And what she said was, I feel like the big turning point was the growth of the Celebrity News Weekly. It brought celebrity pregnancies into the mainstream. And we also celebrated them. And we quickly learned that women clearly wanted to see them because our sales went up. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when we looked into this, we saw that it was actually quite a relatively new phenomenon. And there's a quote from the author Imogen Edward Jones, and she said, It never used to be something that was glamorized or fetishized. In the 1960s, everyone covered up. I'm not suggesting for one second we hark back to that, but what used to be a family matter has now become a publicity matter. In their constant desire to sell records and clothing lines and perfumes, celebrities need to keep finding ways to keep themselves in the limelight. Babies and pregnancies are a good way of doing that. Wombs, it seems, are the new handbags. And just because I'm just going to pick on one TV show in particular that I was watching, and I always felt like I was not their age group, which was made in Chelsea um, around 2011. And then over the years, I saw them on Instagram occasionally, and they'd pop up and there's these huge pregnancy announcements. And it was just like enormous Mm. amount of sort of um, product selling and what I would call influencing. And because I've not had children, I couldn't quite relate to it. But I can see that that's a huge thing for them to announce a, a pregnancy or to get married. These are what it looks like to me, big money making uh, (laughs) opportunities. Yeah. And some celebrities have definitely been accused of um, maybe deliberately going the pregnancy route or doing the staged pap walk with their babies and um, kids in order to get attention. 
and obviously we can't know this for sure, but it, it but it it does seem to sometimes bring people back into the news, whether it was deliberate or not. Yeah. But interestingly, in an article for The Independent, Lena Corner said, is Demi Moore to blame for all this? She started the trend when she posed nude on the cover of Vanity Fair in 1991, while just about to drop her second daughter. Pop stars quickly followed suit. Do you remember that Demi Moore cover? I mean, it was quite iconic. Yeah, I, I really can because, I mean, she was absolutely a huge star. I think she was the biggest paid female star in Hollywood at that point in her career. Well, I'm not sure if it was a little bit later in the mid-90s, but yes, I remember that cover and it was beautiful and gorgeous. And yeah, can I say it sort of looks sexy in a way? Definitely. And I think that was such a big shift in the way that um, pregnancy was portrayed. Because what's so weird is that pregnant women are often really desexualized when it's sex that actually got them into that position in the first place. Exactly, yeah. But you, immediately it's like, oh, you're a mother now, you should cover up, we're going to put you in a giant <laughs> tent and and we can't even imagine that you've had sex. And then it's like, well, I mean, there's, there's kind of evidence. That's that you have. such a good point, yeah. Lena Corner described the celebrity pregnancy obsession really well. And she said, um, we've long made it our business to know everything we can about celebrities. First, it was their homes and their weddings then it was their love lives and addictions. Now we've taken it one step further. Call it fertility fetishism, uterus watching, or whatever you want. Nowadays, we want to know what's going on on the inside. Uterus watching is so creepy. You're making me think of this futuristic thing where someone's going <laughs> to have a camera. And rather than doing the baby scans, you can just literally have a camera on the celebrity's womb at all times. I mean, that's just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah like the Big Brother house. <laughs> it is a bit creepy. I mean, it's weird because we, I always see a lot of people talking about yeah. bump watch, which apparently um, was a term brought in by a blogger in about 2007. And it actually makes me think of bird watchers are hiding in the, the bushes, trying to spot pregnant celebrities out in the wild. <laughs> it's just such a weird, If when you really think about it, it's so weird. And it's almost, a, it separates the woman from the bump. Oh, we're only interested in your bump. We don't care that you're yeah. a person beyond that. And that's the thing, isn't it? Actual pregnancy reveals a huge news. There's also a lot of interesting stories that just speculate whether someone's pregnant or not. And, you know, in the classic magazine covers of celebrities, either with a hint of a bump or is it just a big lunch or a photo where they're holding a bag in front of their stomach mm. or just momentarily placing a hand on their stomach. And instantly everyone's asking, is she or isn't she? And I mean, you can kind of see this a little. It's played out a bit, obviously, in some paparazzi shots now. It's the best kind of speculative story because they, they've got a story without a story. All they needed is a sort of appropriately angled yeah. photo and they can do a whole article on essentially nothing. And it's really weird because in everyday life, the general rule of thumb, uh, as far as I know, is unless you know for sure that someone's pregnant, don't guess. Don't accuse them of being pregnant. Don't speculate. I mean, it's a bit of a taboo, isn't it? It's a bit of a taboo. Exactly. Mm. But it's, it's, it's with celebrities, we do the exact opposite. That's what we focus on. And it's really interesting because <laughs> I don't have any children and I've never been pregnant. Um, but I have struggled with my weight. I mean, we talked about that in the fat shaming episode. But there was an, there was an episode, there was an experience on a tube I was on once. And I was just standing there and a woman was trying to get up and offer me her seat and she was like oh take my seat take my seat and I was like no it's, it's okay I can stand and she was like but you're pregnant <laughs> you should have my seat and I was just like um no I just not, went to Nando's <laughs> you know 
<laughs> I didn't even need to go to Nando's. It's just what I look like. But I think she was quite mortified. I, I found that quite amusing. Yeah, but then part of me is like, I think it's amazing someone offered you a seat in the tube. I think the civility there, I'm like, hats off to you, even if it means offending you at the same time. It's such a delicate issue, isn't it? Like guessing, even with close friends, are you having a baby? Are you pregnant? Well, it's really dangerous, isn't it? Because, I mean, there are so many different things. There's people with body image issues. Because if, if you're calling someone pregnant you're sen- and they're not, you're essentially calling them fat. There's also so many reasons why it could be bloated. I mean, it could be food. I have a friend who has polycystic ovary syndrome and she is not overweight, but she often gets this bloated stomach and she also has body image issues. And people have, on several occasions, asked her if she's pregnant. It mm. really upsets her. I mean, I'm at a place now where if someone asked me if I was pregnant, I would just laugh and say, no, this is just fat. But for a lot of people, that that could be quite upsetting. And then, you know, even if they are pregnant, they might not be ready to tell, or they might have had infertility issues and they're going through IVF and that's making them bloated. So, I mean, there are so many reasons why you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And, and you know, I was brought up really, it was a taboo to really ask people unless they tell mm-hmm. you that was the rule of thumb. And, and like I said, it's such a delicate issue. You don't, you don't know what's going on. And, you know, for celebrities, you know, just like us regular people, there are many reasons why you might not want to talk about it. Mm. It reminds me of this quote by Kate Smurthwaite, who's a comedian, writer and activist. And she says, there are many reasons why a woman might want to keep a pregnancy a secret, such as medical complications that might lead to miscarriage or termination. And on the other hand, if these women are not pregnant and have merely put on a few pounds or decided life's too short for controlled knickers, the speculation is downright rude. Whether it's complimentary or critical, the message is clear. Women's bodies are public property. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. And in fact, you can almost say that the media likes Mm -hmm. to out celebrity women's pregnancies and take that control away. Yeah. And this actually happened to Mariah Carey in 2008. She was on Ellen and Ellen kept trying to bring up her pregnancy. And this resurfaced again a couple of years ago in light of the Mm -hmm. bullying allegations against Ellen. Someone tweeted, Let's start with when she pressured Mariah Carey into admitting her alleged pregnancy. It was clear that Mariah didn't want to share this, since in the past she'd struggled trying to get pregnant. However, Ellen forced her to admit she was pregnant by making her drink champagne. And another tweet said, Ellen forcing Mariah Carey to drink alcohol in order to prove she wasn't pregnant. A short while later, Mariah suffered a miscarriage and that had to be public Mm. because of her. And Carey has since then referenced this in an interview with Vulture where she said, I was extremely uncomfortable with that moment is all I can say. And I really have had a hard time grappling with the aftermath. That is so incredibly sad. And I, I, like you said, Sarah, I remember that clip being replayed recently and I just was really, that is so strange. It wasn't that long ago, you know, where there are different approaches to announcing pregnancies and dealing with potential miscarriages. I know there's the old rule of waiting till after the first trimester to tell people And, you know, between 10 to 25 percent of known pregnancies end in miscarriage and roughly 80 percent of these miscarriages occur in the first trimester. And for some women having to tell people they've had a miscarriage and deal with that, it's an attention. It's just too painful. And I can completely understand that approach. And then you have this completely other approach where um, there are women who prefer to be open from even earlier than the first trimester. I mean, I actually read an article advocating for announcing pregnancies during the first trimester for various reasons. For example, it was the the physical effects of early pregnancy, including morning sickness, um, can mean that it can be helpful for some mm. people to know in order to provide additional support. And for some people, even if they should suffer a miscarriage, they don't want to suffer in silence. And people knowing allows them to get the emotional support that mm. they wouldn't have. 
ultimately it's up to each woman and each couple to decide how and when they share the news. And unfortunately, that doesn't seem to apply to celebrities. And that's just dealing with the effect it has on outing women who are actually pregnant. But there are so many fake pregnancy stories. I mean, some celebrities have been pregnant with 30 babies, if you were to believe the stories. For example, the Kardashians, Britney Spears, Jennifer Aniston, you know, they've been regularly the subject of pregnancy speculation stories. And some of these celebrities have hit back at this inaccurate speculation. In 2021, Natalie Portman took to Instagram stories to address a false tabloid story that she stepped out seemingly with a baby bump. She responded with, hey, so I'm totally not pregnant, but apparently it's still okay in 2021 for anyone to speculate and comment on a woman's body shape whenever they want. Do better. Yeah. And I mean, Jennifer Aniston, we've talked about her before, but she's been talking about this for years because she's been forced to. And she's dealt with so much speculation, first about whether she was pregnant. Like we said, she was pregnant every other week, according to some magazine. And then there was a whole narrative that she'd selfishly chosen to put her career over her kids. And that's why Brad left her because she wouldn't give him any kids. In 2016, she actually wrote a personal letter to HuffPost dealing with this because it had been going on for years at this point. And she said, this past month in particular has illuminated for me how much we define a woman's value based on her marital and maternal status. The sheer amount of resources being spent right now by press trying to simply uncover whether or not I'm pregnant for the bajillionth time, but who's counting, points to the perpetuation of this notion that women are somehow incomplete, unsuccessful or unhappy if they're not married with children. Since then, she's also come out, I think it was last year, and and she did quite a big interview where she said, I was trying to get pregnant. It was a challenging road for me, the baby making road. All the years and years and years of speculation, it was really hard. I was going through IVF, drinking Chinese teas, you name it. I was throwing everything at it. The narrative that I was just selfish, that I just cared about my career, and the reason my husband left me, why we broke up and ended our marriage, was because I wouldn't give him a kid. It was absolute lies. I don't have anything to hide at this point. And I think she hits on a really important point about women being defined by their maternal status. Both you and I don't have children, and and I think we've been on the receiving end of that. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot, haven't we? you know, especially because we've been friends during these, the sort of like we met, you know, nearly a decade ago and these like the key years, during right? They? Peak baby. <laughs> peak baby years. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you know that I absolutely love being a ch- around children and their energy, you know, but I think I knew from a young age, it wasn't my path. It was never something that I craved like other people, like I saw with other friends and my family that really wanted to be mums and have children. I think mm. if you're ambivalent about something, it shows you don't really want it. And, you know, I said to you that I dreamed much more about having a dog. And I used to say for years to people that I was droogie. And they're like, what the hell is droogie? And I said, I'm broody for a dog. Like, I really dreamt of having one sat on my lap (laughs) by the fire with my person reading a book. And that was my dream. But the difficult thing is, is that if you choose childlessness and it's because you chose it and not because of other reasons... Sometimes you feel like you have to explain and justify yourself a little bit to people, like maybe there's something a bit missing in you. You know, am I a bit selfish? Um, All these things. But, you know, I'm very happy. I mean, I've heard this from a lot of women who choose not to have children for whatever reason. For myself, I mean, I'm about to turn 40. But because I'm single, people don't tend to ask me, oh, are you going to have a baby now? Because... You know, I I think it's something that once you're in a relationship or Mm. a stable relationship, people do ask more. I also have that similar ambivalence. But as someone who has been through mental health struggles, uh, which I'm not saying you shouldn't have children, but there's an element where 
I mean, I've sat in a lot of group therapy sessions where I've heard all the damage that people are sort of dealing with now because of parents who weren't really ready to have children. So I think that did... I think that did affect me. So so for me, I was always like, I'm not going to have a child unless yes. I'm 100% sure that I will be a good parent. And uh, like you, I mean, you've got a dog, I've got a cat, <laughs> she is my baby. Absolutely. I'm one of those embarrassing cat mummies who talks to her in baby voice and calls myself mommy. So I, I don't even, I don't even care. I feel like I am a mum. Me too. I think we all do this secretly at home. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I find so interesting is this idea that there's a right way and a wrong way and everyone has to do the same, you know. So it it seems to me sometimes that that certain people, if they've made a certain choice and maybe there are doubts underneath it subconsciously, I don't know. But if you choose something different, it's somehow they take that as an insult Mm -hmm. to their choice. Like you're making them justify their choice by choosing something different. And there's an assumption that there's definitely a norm. I just find it so interesting that we're still being forced to, we're still being forced to justify why we haven't Mm -hmm. chose to have children that we're maybe not equipped, ready for, or want. Because there's not, I mean, my mum used to always say every child Mm -hmm. should be a wanted child. And so if you're not sure you want one, then you know, it makes sense not to. You know, we've talked about orchestrated pregnancy reveals and unfounded pregnancy speculations, but there are actually some celebrities who manage to hide the entire thing. Yes. And they even just suddenly turn up with a child that's, you know, one years old and no one knew about it. And I almost think that's what I would do in that situation if I could get away with it. For example, I read yesterday that Alexander Skarsgård and his girlfriend already have a baby now. Mm-hmm. I think they had it last year. Um, I mean, I had a huge crush on him in uh, in uh, True Blood. Riley Keough also had a I had a child with her husband and it was sort of revealed later. And then Grimes and Elon Musk also had a, their second child was welcomed quite secretly. So people didn't even know until after the birth. So, I mean, that's quite impressive, I think. Yeah. And that seems like a really big trend. Like, you know, when Cameron Diaz sort of came out and she had a baby, like I said, Naomi Campbell, just all these people that suddenly just pop out with babies. You didn't even know they were pregnant. Do you think that celebrities spend their whole pregnancies afraid of it being revealed? I can imagine they do. And that must be a really stressful way to spend a pregnancy. And it can be on one of two ways. Either they're wanting to go the whole pregnancy with, you know, in privacy, or they're wanting to wait for the pregnancy reveal at a very specific time to monetize it for the most impact. And that could be annoying coming out earlier. But ultimately, I mean, what a way to live your life. Yeah, it's not something I'd want. So let's talk about Paris Hilton. She's just announced that she's had a new baby by surrogate. And then also Rebel Wilson announced that she had a baby by surrogate not too long ago, actually. And speaking on her This Is Paris podcast, she said, not even my mum, my sisters, my best friend knew until he was over a week old. It was really nice to have that with Carter, be on our own journey together. I just feel like my life has been so public. I've never really had anything just be mine. So when we were talking about it, I really just felt that we wanted this journey to be just for us. And someone wrote this comment on the Mail Online. I totally understand keeping the surrogacy and birth a secret from the public, but her whole family, that makes me raise an eyebrow. Honestly, I would feel a little sad if my daughter or sister didn't tell me about a baby until a week after he was born. It would make me question how close we really were. And actually, I would feel very sad because you do think that these moments of joy should be shared with the people close to you, right? The rise of surrogacy means that there is a greater scope for hiding these pregnancies because you can't really, 
if you're pregnant, you can't, after about six months, you can't keep it a secret really. Um, so it does seem to be something that's happening more and more now with, with this, this, this trend towards surrogacy, which seems to be quite a big thing in Hollywood. And, and it does happen in real life too. I mean, I don't actually know anyone in real life who's no. on the surrogacy route, but there does seem to be a larger proportion of celebrities doing this. I mean, when you look at the comments, there are quite a lot of criticisms and an assumption that they're opting for this choice out of a desire to keep their perfect bodies because they don't want to put them through pregnancy or that they're approaching parenthood in this as a process mm -hmm. akin to shopping, you know, and, and they're just grabbing yeah. one off the rack. There's a Daily Mail comment that says childbirth is a risky and unpredictable business at the best of times. I'm sick of the high percentage of celebrities exploiting less affluent women to have their babies for them. There are genuine cases who deserve a family through surrogacy. However, mega rich celebs need to start having their own babies. And there was another comment on Reddit that follows on from this that said, I think about this a lot too. As someone who can't have kids, I find it fascinating and multifaceted, but ultimately distasteful. Sadly, I think the industry puts too much pressure on celebs to maintain their money making fees. They have to earn enough money for an entire team of people. And I think over time, this madness has evolved to a point where secret or public surrogacy is easier than being sick for one to two years or more if there are postpartum issues. And then there's another layer to the onion that some celebs and celebrity culture could be evolving to be more narcissistic and perhaps they feel entitled to skirt the pains and toils of child rearing, outsource the pain, outsource the burdens and call it progress. This is sort of what crimes has done, in my opinion. None of them want to admit it, but it is the handmaid's tale in real life you know what? i was really thinking of the handmaid's tale when you read that comment out it's so chilling you know yeah. that that is the world we're going and we, we're going to do this in a future episode about sort of wellness and things being available yeah. just to the wealthy it is a bit scary mm. there also used to be a lot of um uh, a lot of criticism about the sort of elective c-sections you know, I think uh, Posh Spice came under criticism. This, this idea that they're, oh, what was the phrase? Too posh to push. Yeah. You know, it's difficult because on one hand, you should be able to take control of your own body to make choices about your body. But there is an element where it's starting to feel like it's exploiting poorer women because you don't want that aspect. You don't want to deal with that aspect of upsetting your body. And, and not all as well. You can't, we, mm -hmm. we don't know who's had fertility issues, who's had all these other issues, but um, there is definitely a spike, a, a large trend in, yeah. in celebrity. I don't know if it's just my perception, but I mean, I was fitness mad as, you know, in the 90s, but when you got a hot body, like you're young, but I think there mm. is like a huge deep-seated fear around racking your body when you have children. And I think as you sort of get older, you're sort of like, well, maybe it's okay now because I'm not so bothered, you know? Well, I think as well, we don't talk about the, uh, I was going to say the ins and outs, which is really inappropriate um, phrase in this term, but the, 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 the intricacies of pregnancy and how it affects women's bodies, because we just have these perfect um, sort of examples of, oh yes, and I popped out a baby and I was fine. But I remember this uh, Graham Norton interview with Kate Winslet, where she was talking about, she can't jump on a trampoline without peeing herself because she's had three babies. That's just normal. And, and I was just thinking, that's really cool that she's talking about this on TV because people don't really talk about the less glamorous side quite so much. But it is a normal thing. Women have been going through this for millennia. Maybe if we normalized it and we weren't so obsessed with women having to be these um, perfect bodies, 
we wouldn't be so worried about avoiding what are potentially normal aspects of life. Yeah, and that, and then, well, look, talking about the Handmaid's Tale, I mean that comment that you just read touches on the idea of secret surrogacy, and there are definitely a lot of conspiracy stories out there when it comes to people being accused of faking their pregnancy. Yeah. And I think the big one of our day was Beyonce. And, you know, she was sort of like it completely hounded by this story that she'd uh, not had her first baby. And there was all these sort of like little YouTube clips replaying where she tried to sit down on a chair and you saw something quite slip under her dress. And I actually was genuinely shocked because I thought, well, why would she do that? Like, she looks like to me that she had been, she was pregnant and she, why would she fake a whole nine month pregnancy? It just didn't seem to make sense to me. And it wasn't just the internet that went into overdrive. Yeah. There was also Wendy Williams, you know, she's the US chat show host. And she said, um, what is that? Is that a baby bump? I don't know. I was on bed rest the whole time. I'm not exactly sure. But I can tell you when I would get out of bed and sit up at the kitchen table, I wouldn't be able to sit like that. And at the time, it was, you know, really strange because everyone was almost like demanding that she prove her pregnancy, Beyonce, you know, that she had sort of documentation that she really been pregnant. I found that quite shocking. It's almost like people are, are demanding she have a, an exam live on TV or something to prove it. And, and I don't see why she could, why she should. I mean, I mean, there are so many reasons there are optical illusions. Maybe she was, or maybe they were doing, um, I read another thing where they were saying maybe they were she was pregnant, but she was padding to throw the media off how far along she was um, so that they could have a private, you know, people weren't just on their doorstep when they thought it was due. It also brings up this idea that all pregnancies are alike. It's such a weird logic for me that someone goes, well, I couldn't do it. So therefore it yeah. has to be fake. But we, we were talking about how it must be awful wondering if the pregnancy is going to be revealed all the time. But imagine being pregnant with your first child and everyone's going, you're not pregnant, you're faking this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a lot to deal with. And it seems that we've we've almost reverted a couple of hundred years to when um, we were talking about this before, you and I, queens of the past used to have to give birth in front of dozens of people. And specifically at the birth of a potential heir to the throne, witnesses were considered essential the room would have been crowded with ladies-in-waiting, midwives, servants and doctors, and the male courtiers would have been hovering around in the background. Oh, can you imagine? Because they were afraid that unscrupulous monarchs would replace a dead baby with another newborn male um, concealed in a warming pan. So that's a little, I mean, that's going a bit far. But um, I suppose back in those days, you didn't have blood mm -hmm. tests or anything like that. And in 1778, Marie Antoinette, she gave birth in front of an audience of up to 200 people. Oh. According to her chambermaid, when the obstetrician said aloud, the queen is going to give birth, the persons who poured into the chamber were so numerous that the rush nearly killed the queen. Two chimney sweeps climbed upon the furniture for a better sight. I've got to say, it's bad enough when you're having a smear test and a doctor asks if a trainee can watch, but to give birth in front of an audience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am just like, that would be like inviting my whole village to come and look at my, no. <laughs> I mean. I know. I mean. Right. So especially if you don't have say over it. I mean, some people choose to have quite a lot of people there, maybe their mom and their partner and whatever but but that's a choice I mean she really didn't have any choice in that I really am probably going to go on a reddit rabbit hole later googling this and sort of saying <laughs> did she have like a cloth to cover her little bits or did everyone have to have a look so anyway I mean well wasn't there a thing where they also used to almost have to consummate 
um, oh, yes. behind a screen or everyone waited outside the door on the first night of marriage to make sure it was genuinely consummated. I mean, Just the horrors. <laughs> but it's strange, you know, that was hundreds of years ago and we've almost returned to this. I mean, do you remember Courtney Kardashian? She gave birth on her TV show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And, you know, there she was with the cameras in the yeah, delivery room. Nearly every family member watching Courtney give birth to her first child, Mason, including Chloe, Kim and her mum, they even filmed her pulling the baby out herself during the labour. Yeah, I mean, it was quite, it was quite, you were almost down the business end, as, as you want to say. It, it really was a, I almost want to say invasive, but this was entirely at their choice. So uh, it, it was a real uh, inside, oh, inside scoop. It was an inside scoop. <laughs> it was an inside Too scoop. Too many puns yeah. in this episode. But look, let's get into, I mean, because this is like a picture, Marie Antoinette and then Courtney Kardashian. I'm trying to bring these two images together, like doing this. And let's talk about the psychology <laughs> behind the pregnancy obsession. Look, I understand the motivation for historically being obsessed with royal births, but why are we so obsessed with sort of celebrity pregnancies? Well, there's a lot of different um, elements and a lot of different theories. So Audrey Tan wrote on Lifestyle Collective, when a celebrity announces they're pregnant, it can feel like a shared experience with someone we admire. Being in the baby club somehow makes the star more human and therefore more relatable. And since we've already invested in their lives, the pregnancy news can be exciting and heartwarming. So it kind of humanizes them. It makes them relatable. And it also taps into this idea of can we have it all? Yeah. These are these super um, successful, uh, privileged people. Are they also going to be able to have children? And if they can do it, maybe I can do it too. Yeah. But the idea of have it all, I mean, it ultimately assumes that children are a necessary part of having it all, which somehow suggests that if you choose not to have them, you're missing out. It really reinforces this idea that women are expected to have children. And Phoebe Bronstein also writes, the world still interprets a pregnant woman who goes out in public as an open invitation to remark on her appearance, offer unsolicited advice and regulate her behavior. And I think the way that people approach celebrity pregnancies is in some ways just a more intensified version of how society often oversteps boundaries yeah. with pregnant women in general. I mean, there's often been that debate and hopefully it's a lot less than it used to be. But when I was growing up, the idea that people would just come up and put their hand on on your belly to feel a pregnant woman's belly. I mean, a complete, I was going to say a complete fucking stranger. It seems so odd that we think we can touch a woman that we wouldn't normally, you, I mean, you wouldn't go up and normally just grab her. I mean, some people do maybe. Yeah. But um, this idea that once you've got a baby, you're public property, it's so, it's such an interesting yeah. thing that we have. And Renee Ann Kramer, she wrote a whole book about this and it was called Pregnant with the Stars, Watching and Wanting the Celebrity Bump. And in it, she, she asked the reader and the cultural consumer, as she refers to them, to recognize that the seeing, judging and discussion of the baby bump isn't merely frivolous celebrity gossip. It is an act of surveillance, commodification and control. So the danger with this obsession and the judgment of celebrity pregnant bodies and their need to bounce back, because it's the mm -hmm. phrase we hear a lot, it puts such an unrealistic expectation on non-celebrity parents who usually don't have access to the same resources and the support systems. Um, it reinforces this idea of what womanhood should be and how we should do it in, in a sort of idealized way. Yeah, you just have to go on Instagram and you see that whole thing about women returning as soon as possible to their previous body and sort of being in their bikinis. And I remember Jessica Simpson getting so much abuse yeah. for her pregnancy body. A uh, celebrity OBGYN, Dr. Solomon, told Slate, 
No one should ever look like Jessica Simpson. She's an absolute porker. I cannot believe how heavy she is. You know, come on. This is a doctor who hasn't actually yeah, I mean, treated Jessica, uh, calling her out. I mean, I don't think any doctor should ever be saying that, should be shaming people. But to go publicly and talk about someone you haven't even treated. And, and as we've touched on before, no two pregnancies are the same. Yes, I haven't gone through it myself. But I've seen friends and they've all had very different experiences. Mm. We're shaming people at, some, at perhaps the most sensitive time in their life. I just find that so so careless doing that and actually you know when i was going onto reddit there was actually forums dedicated to childlessness and a lot of people were saying that social media and pregnancy are a total minefield to navigate because it impacts people so differently you know mm. uh, negatively and positively and then they saying things like you know we wish that we could block topics such as you know baby announcements and infertility and miscarriage content and i personally think it's sad to censor life and some of the biggest joys in people's lives but it also you know it can bring out the deepest sadness in people and one of the messages I read was I've had to hide some infertility and pregnancy announcements all the influencers with their perfect lives and babies it's just too much I wish they would invent a way to mute certain topics to safeguard my mental health and my emotions basically. I completely get that because I mean I wish I could stop weight loss stuff coming up on my feed and I think they're they're talking about being able to do this maybe for social media under the age of 18 because it encourages eating disorders we can't avoid emotions in life we can't avoid sadness but if you're in a particularly sensitive state like you've just mm-hmm. had lost a child the last thing you want to do is have it rubbed in your face so it's a very difficult and very potentially painful topic yeah it truly is So Sarah, what are your final thoughts on this topic? When it comes to pregnancy, everyone has an opinion from how much weight you put on to how you choose to dress it to when you announce it or whether you hide it and even to what you name your child. And yes, it is normal to have an opinion. In fact, a lot of people look to public examples to get a sense of how we should be approaching life. And the discussions around celebrity pregnancies, they can act as a way of working out the expectations our society has on women and how we fit into them ourselves. However, what we have to ask ourselves is, are we just having an opinion or have we crossed over into policing women's bodies and abusing those that don't fit into what our society deems the correct way of doing womanhood? I mean, I'm a curious person myself. I often find myself wondering about other people's lives out of a fascination for just knowing. But at a certain point, it can be easy to forget that each person, including celebrities, is a unique individual with thoughts, feelings, and their own pain. Issues around fertility and motherhood can be such incredibly personal and sensitive topics. And in our quest to consume celebrity gossip, we can forget the human underneath. Each woman, each person has the right to make their own life choices. And this applies to motherhood and pregnancy, including the choice to not be a mother and get a cat instead. Or a dog. (laughs) And I'm going to end it with this quote from Michelle Pfeiffer. And she said, like all parents, my husband and I just do the best we can and hold our breath and hope we set aside enough money to pay for our kids' therapy. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you to our lovely producer, Emily. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. It really does help us in reaching more people. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at Straight to the Comments Podcast. Our handle is S2TC Podcast. 
and join us next week where we'll be diving headfirst straight to the comments. See you there. This podcast has been produced by Emily Crosby Media.